What's up, guys? My name is Jonah Stairs. My name is Micah Mosley. And this is the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so excited that you have taken the time to tune in today. Our heart is that you guys will be able to figure out how to navigate life well with a biblical foundation. We want to keep Scripture at the center of all that we do and talk about. So let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bringing It Back podcast. My name is Jonah Stairs. And I'm Mike and Mosley. And we're so excited to be bringing the word to you again <laughs> today. But before we do that, Micah, let's talk a little bit. <laughs> is that a good segue? Yeah. Is that good enough for you? Um, I just have a, I have a question I've been pondering uh, with the Lord. And I just thought I'd run it by you and see what your answer was. Right. If you were going to be famous for something in your life, as it is right now, what would that thing be? Sure. I mean, I guess since it is right now, so I couldn't say, like, be a famous singer because I don't sing. Right, yeah. I That's not a tough question because I don't do that much right now that's, like, you could be famous for. Right. Well, it's not that you, like, I have to have something in my life that would make me famous. Like, it could be you would be famous for singing, but your voice wouldn't change at all from what it is right now. It would just be as it is. I still don't have that much. Like, could I be famous for just going to sit at a coffee shop by myself? Yeah, you could be famous famous for that. Like, people would be taking pictures of you. And That's not my thing. I don't know. I would probably want to be famous for, like, like how I dress, maybe. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I, like, I don't know. I... I don't dress to impress other people. That's dumb. If you do that, you're stupid. Definitely Galatians um, something or other. Galatians 110? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that very probably <laughs> every single probably do. I don't know. I like to dress how I like, and I would, I don't know. I feel like that's a relaxing to be famous for. Yeah, no doubt. And like other people are like, oh, I like that. I want to dress like that. Yeah. It's like inspiring people, I guess. Yeah. What were you going to say? I'd probably want to be famous for building Legos. Do you build Legos now? Not a lot. I mean, I still have all mine. I've never seen you build Legos. I haven't since we've been living together. <laughs> but if I was famous for it, I'd probably do it more. There's nothing special. But I mean, you follow the instructions, but... You want to know what I'd be famous for? I would get to do that for for payment. I know. know like, I know. Fun. I want to be famous for being Mason's roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Would he be famous Here, too? You know what we could talk about for a second that is worth a few minutes of your time? Let's talk about a situation that we have going on in our backyard, and you guys can tell oh us what you gosh. think. So this, this, uh, gotta choose my words carefully. It makes me mad just thinking about it. This imbecile that we live with, <laughs> Mason, we were sitting in the backyard the other day, just having a good time around the fire, and uh, Jonah's like, "Oh, look at that over there!" Possum walking by, really upset me because the possum. Not like I'm scared of possums, but it made me mad that he didn't even respect that we were there. Like yeah. He just walked past us and didn't even like acknowledge that we were humans and could end his life yeah. in a second. It was like the backyard equivalent of just walking in someone else's kitchen and opening the fridge. Yeah, it was, I hated it. Yeah. Um, but me and Jen were both like, oh, we got to get rid of that thing. We got to like probably kill it. Mason names it Spike yeah. or Lugnut because he can't decide <laughs> and wants to protect it. Yeah. And that just makes me mad. He wants it to be like a pet because he can't have his cat here. I think that's why. He's trying to fill the void of a cat. With a possum. You want to know what makes me mad? Is if we're going to talk about Mason's cat, we have to talk about... I don't dislike cats. Like, they're fine. <laughs> but Mason has this cat named Hamilton. And you know what? I'm not even worried about him hearing this because he's never once listened to one of our podcasts. <laughs> he has this cat named Hamilton. And it's not the fact that he has a cat that he wants to live here. It's what he calls the cat. So it's named Hamilton and he calls it Hambone or Ham or just 
H or something stupid like that. Yeah. And it makes me mad that he does that and gets away with it. Mm. I don't know why that makes you so mad, but it makes me happy how much it makes me I happy. would rather have Spike be an indoor <laughs> pet than have Hambone live in this household. Okay, well, that's a solid four minutes of the yeah. podcast. Oh, so I get really tired of Mason really quickly. <laughs> you could say I even get burned out on Mason. I get really cynical and complacent with my in my relationship with Mason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the same way, a lot of people kind of find themselves getting, uh, you know, cynical about the relationship with the Lord. Or they get burned out, or they fall away from their faith. So today we're going to talk about that yeah. combating cynicism. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like Battling Burnout was like a podcast name that's been used a bunch of times. Yeah. So combating cynicism is like our way around it. Nice. Alliteration. Yeah. So how do we combat cynicism? What is, what even does that look like? Uh, I mean, I don't, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's a great question. Um, I mean, like you said, like I've definitely gone through seasons of my relationship with the Lord where I've just gotten, I don't know, like honestly, tired of it you know sure and like almost like in your relationships with your friends or if you are married or if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever like there are just those times where you're like i just don't feel the feels you know and then you just kind of get burned out and you just want to move on to the next thing for me it's it's looked a lot like um particularly in life just wanting to like skip to the next season of my life. Like I feel like I'm such a forward thinker that I'm always like, okay, where am I going to move next? Or where am I going to live? Or what job am I going to have? Or how do I get to, to this point? And I'm never actually thinking about where I'm at. So I never actually feel content with where I'm at because Hmm. I'm not, I'm not in that perspective or that mindset in my relationship with the Lord. So it's like, how could I expect to be content with where I'm at if I'm not even willing to have that conversation with the Lord? So I think for me, that's kind of what it's come down to a lot. Like always just kind of wanting, it's like my attention span is so short, you know, even in like my prayer life where I'll be praying and I ask God this great question and I start to listen for an answer and I just get so distracted so quickly and I just move on to the next thing. And then I just feel like, why does God never listen to me or why does he never speak to me or why does he blah, blah, blah. And it's just, Honestly, just from my end, it's because I'm not actually focusing on the things that he wants me to be focusing on, which ultimately is him. But uh, honestly, you know, the whole point of our podcast is bringing it back to scripture. Right. right? And that to me has always been the thing that like reignites that passion and that sure. emotion and the and the just like commitment to the Lord. So that's often kind of how I would combat cynicism in my relationship sure. with God and my relationship with others and my discontentment with life is just going to the word and kind of recentering on who he is. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's easy to hear people talk about like falling away from their faith or cynicism or just burnout mm-hmm. or being complacent. Um, and, and think like, Oh, like that just couldn't be me. Um, cause I know like there was a time in my life where I was probably like, Oh yeah, like that's not going to be me. Like yeah. I have too many, like I'm too involved in the church. I'm too involved at camp or whatever it is. Um, and I think as I've like walked further in my faith, I've realized that, man, like if one, if that's your thinking and you're not doing anything hard, then man, you're probably just missing out on something with the Lord because 
if you're a Christian, like you struggle with things. That's just like how it is. Yeah. Um, if you're anyone, you struggle yeah, with things. And like yeah. if you're never like questioning something that has to do with your faith, that means you're not like wrestling with your faith. Yeah. And then you're not willing to think about things that challenge you. And I think a lot of people get, get kind of burnt out or like the same thing happens because like they stop wanting to be challenged or like something comes up that they can't uh, reconcile. Like some non-believer asks them a question that they can't make sense of. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a lot of these things are like avoidable. All you have to do is like embrace change. And that's why I think it's so important to have people around you that like push you to be better. Like in progress is iron sharpens iron. Like I think that's probably yeah. um, like iron sharpens iron. And that's like the point of that is that we're, you know, making each other better. We're, we're you know, pressing into each other, that we're pursuing the Lord together. We're asking challenging questions. We're, we're having conversations that matter. And I think that's just something that people kind of miss out on. Um, as they move into their young adult life or even like while they're still in college, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think, um, it's just so easy to get stuck on like what you don't have and that's all you think about, or you're always just thinking about like getting to the next thing or trying to avoid, like you said, the, the hard questions or the challenges. Um, but to bring it back to scripture, which we often do. Um, this is Philippians chapter four, verse 11 through 13. Uh, it says, I'm not saying this because I am in need for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Um, and part of the reason I love that verse is because it covers like the whole spectrum of where you could be at in your life, whether you're like really high and you're like, oh, everything is great right now and I feel so provided for and God really loves me. Um, or obviously Paul, you know, who wrote that in places where he's in prison yeah. or he's being persecuted or he's in shipwrecks. And just that secret of how do I be content? Well, it's through Jesus. Like he says, through Christ, um, I can do all things. And I, I just feel like that honestly is something I have to keep coming back to, um, especially because we've talked about on the podcast before how a lot of times we only go to the Lord when we feel like we're really in need. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or like, like when, when we're, we're really like more celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. When we're really high or when we're really low yeah. and sometimes it's really hard when you're in the middle and things are just kind of okay yeah. to really kind of keep that relationship. Yeah. I, I think like boredom is honestly something yeah. that like oh, people, that's, that's like one of the biggest reasons people walk away from their faith is because of boredom. Yeah. And I think about any movie that you watch, like any adventure movie, you don't watch an adventure movie where everyone's just like living a normal life. Like you want something where there's like highs and lows, like where someone's struggling for sure. And like, I mean, when you think about it, when someone, when you go to a different country, like if you've been on a mission trip or something, you go and you see like how people are living and you're like, man, like this makes me so appreciative for like what I have back home. You come back a different person because you've changed your perspective because something challenged you because you looked at something outside of yourself. And I think a lot of people kind of miss that because when it gets like normal, like they're not really when it gets hard, they stray away from that. And because of that, they just end up in the same like monotonous loop of like no excitement in following Jesus, which is yeah. just like not the heart of the father. 
Yeah. I think there's this misconception that like you shouldn't struggle or have questions ever when you have like when you call yourself a Christian when you follow the Lord. Yeah. Which is just like totally not the truth at all. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, Philippians might be one of my. It's probably is my favorite book in the Bible, and a lot of it is because most of what Paul is talking about in Philippians is struggle mm-hmm. and suffering and how to like persevere out of that place yeah. of, of struggle and suffering. And so, yeah, I mean, I just, again, like my tattoos to live as Christ, to die as gain as Philippians one twenty one. Yeah. Um, but really in that place of coming to the Lord every day and just being like, all right, God, what do you have for me today? Um, and what is it that you're wanting me to like step into? Um, I don't know. I think for me, that's been so important just in staying connected with the Lord. Cause like you said, I just get bored sometimes, but the only times I'm getting bored is when I'm not actually like spending time with the Lord Yeah, and actually have scriptures in my Bible, like highlighted, underlined, or I have like I do like exclamation points for ones that are really like impactful for me and almost like how people have a playlist of all the worship songs that were like, they had a really crazy encounter with the Lord. So they like make the playlist just to like feel that feel, you know, I kind of have that with scripture where like, man, these are scriptures that have really gotten me through hard times or scriptures where I've really encountered the love of the Lord or really had a powerful encounter with the Holy spirit. Um, and that, that I feel like is a practical thing just to keep you connected with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's fake. I mean, you can make it fake if you want to make it fake. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's fake to, to go to those places where the Lord has met you before and ask him to meet you again. Mm-hmm. You know, And for me, like Colossians 1.15 has been a big passage for me in my life. And uh, Psalm 27 is probably my favorite psalm. Psalm 42, Psalm 34. Um, those are all like really impactful scriptures, Philippians one, um, that if I feel that if like, if I feel like I'm in in that season of just kind of, I don't know, it's weird to use the word like straying, like straying away from the Lord. You went to Emmaus, like that's, yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of the most impactful scriptures, like the most like influential stories you'll see in like the disciples' lives is like when they're walking away from their faith, like they're yeah. on the road to Emmaus. And that, I mean, that's a great point because like, honestly, there have been times in my life where I just, like I'm not being intentional with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if it's the day after this crazy encounter, okay, you know, I still feel close to the Lord, whatever. But if every day you keep making little minor decisions just to keep distracting yourself mm-hmm. from connecting with him, then you just can't help but, you know, two or three years down the road, you were thinking, oh, there's no way I'm never going to yeah. turn away from the Lord or, or not be a Christian or not be, you know, involved in the church or whatever. But if you just keep making those tiny little subconscious decisions to keep being distracted or, or not, you know, put in the time with the Lord or in, in the word, then you're going to find yourself someday like, do I even believe in God anymore? You yeah. know, asking yourself those questions and then you're like, whoa, that's kind of yeah. scary, you yeah. know, but you just become so numb to it. Mm-hmm. And here's, I think the problem that happens a lot of times is when people like something comes up in their faith that like they can't explain or they can't make sense of because it doesn't like agree with their view of like what they've heard in church when really yeah. they haven't like read the Bible and seen like what it says about that. But they keep on like 
something like that will come up. They'll bottle it up and they'll choose not to address it at all. Yeah. And I think a lot of the problem that we have in the church is like we haven't given a space to struggle well because there's like this misconception like if you struggle with your faith or you have a question that's hard to answer, yeah. that you're the problem. And I think what we need to do is just like allow ourselves a space to struggle well to like ask those questions because when we just bottle them all up, then like what you're saying, like we just bottle up all those little things that we don't understand. And then one day we wake up and like, hey, I don't believe in God anymore because yeah. I've been bottling up to, uh, like all these questions that I can't make sense of anymore. Yeah. Which, oh, oh, that's a hard question. I'm just, I'm not going to think about it. You yeah. Know? Someone I'm, else has probably got the answer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the problem is because we, like a lot of people don't have other people in their lives that they go to. And they're like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, yeah. I don't get how the Bible can say this and like also say that. Like, there's a lot of questions like that. Yeah. And man, listen, I think one of the biggest things that, that not upsets me, but like I see happen, um, cause man, we've talked recently, like we've got a ton of friends who have like been through summer camp. Like we've grown up with them at Shepherd's Fold and like, I've got one of my closest family members, a cousin of mine who like, I grew up worshiping with, I grew up like doing hearing the voice of the Lord activities with, and he doesn't believe in God anymore. Yeah. And it's like this, that's a real life thing. And I think one of the things that happens most is like, we forget that there's something bigger than ourselves. We go to our job, we go to church on Sunday, and we forget that like your job, your purpose for being here on life is to pursue Jesus and to make the gospel known. Yeah. And when we get those priorities out of whack and it becomes like, okay, like I'll kind of pursue Jesus, but really I'm going to pursue my promotion at work more. I'm going to like pursue that girl more. And we make like our priorities get out of whack because it's no longer about making the gospel known and making much of the Lord that we get burned out on that because we were never meant to do just that. Like yeah. there's no excitement in that. Like there's a whole verse in First uh, Corinthians 12 that talks about spiritual gifts. And I won't read all of it actually because uh, it's long. But like, man, each of us has these spiritual gifts. And man, if you don't like use them, you're going to forget about them. And you're going to get bored because you're not doing what the Lord's called you to do. And I think one of the biggest things that happens in burnout is people forget to make the gospel the priority in their workplace, whatever it is. They miss the mark. Yeah. And that's why you get burned out is because you've taken your eyes off the target. Yeah. I... Um... I definitely, even recently, had a conversation with a friend who believes in God, but our view of who God is was so, not like opposite, but so different. Mm -hmm. So different to the point where I was like, honestly, I found myself thinking, what God are you believing in? Because I do not see that in mm -hmm. scripture. Sure. And He's like a really like logical, I, you know, thinks with his brain and just very like analytical. Okay. Sure. If it makes sense, then I'll believe it. And there was this point where we were talking where honestly, there, like he was saying a lot of challenging things to me where, where we weren't like fighting. He was just sharing like what he believes about God and why he thinks, you know, a lot of Christians are dumb for thinking certain ways about God. And there were some things I was like, yeah, like I can agree with that or, you know, I can see that how in the church, you know, people might have a misconstrued conception of like who God is or how he is. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it was all of this stuff kind of going around this conversation. And the whole time I was just thinking, the only God I want to believe in is the God that's revealed in scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't want to believe in that God because I don't see him in scripture. And but I also don't want to believe in this God that, you know, other people are believing in that they don't have a relationship with, that they're kind of just creating their own. They're making themselves an idol in their life and they're mm -hmm. calling it Christianity. Um, and again, like it's so important just to stay rooted in the word because that's what, like, that's who God is. He, he's revealed through his word. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't know. Like it was just one of those things that, like you were saying, well, there are going to be challenging moments and challenging conversations and questions. And, um, I mean, I know people who go to college, they've been a Christian their whole life. And as soon as they get hit with some challenging thoughts to their faith, it just crumbles. Mm -hmm. And, or they, they, they start kind of going to this place of, well, I, you know, if that's, if what I believe my whole life isn't true, then I guess God isn't real. But I, like you were saying, I feel like it's so important for us to just be drawn to the word because that's going to show us who God is. And if we, I, I feel like in my own life, the more I see of God and the more I see who he is, the more I'm just compelled to live my life for him. And the less I even think about how much money I'm making or, you know, what my life path is or when I'm going to get married, you know, all this different stuff. It's just inconsequential when it comes to your relationship with the Lord and being turned towards him. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think like when we talk about being challenged in your faith or, or when, uh, people just kind of bring up challenging thoughts. It's so important to go to the word or even when your own life, you just, you know, you get dumped or you lose your job or someone dies who's close to you. Mm -hmm. Like, is that going to make it or break it when it comes to your faith? You know, are you going to be willing to go to the Lord in that? And like you said, ask those hard questions and be in that process with the Lord. I've told people who asked me for advice, like, Hey, I'm struggling with my faith. And I feel like it's not okay to ask these questions. I'm like, it's great to ask those questions. You should be. Just ask them with the Lord or ask them with trusted people yeah, who, definitely who know the people. Lord. Yeah. And, but, you know, don't go and just try to like, I'll just go on this journey and like deconstruct. Yeah. Try to find my path or, you know, find people who you trust and who you know love you and ask them. And, and that right there is probably one of the top things that's going to help you to combat cynicism in your faith. Yeah. I, I was with this guy who works in my company um, in Arkansas a few weeks ago. And I was talking with him one day and I was like, so man, like, what are you working for? Like, why do you do this? And he was like, man, like retirement. Like, I can't wait. Yeah. He was like, I wake up every morning and I think like, man, I can't wait to be sitting on the beach in Florida. And I'm just thinking the whole time, like, what a miserable way to live life. Yeah. Like, there's this like people think oh like let me work really hard right now so I can just like really check out and enjoy myself later in life which is just so like baffling to me because that loses all excitement that there is in life like someone asked me tonight I was at a little alumni for the missions office and I saw this this kid who was a freshman last year kind of used to mentor me he was like man so you got a new job is this kind of like you know like the start of your career path like is this what you're looking to do for the rest of your life and and honestly, I was like, dude, like, I, I don't know, like, what my career path is. Like, my genuine goal in whatever job I have is to make much of the gospel. So, like, recently for me, like, what I do has become less and less important because, like, my main goal in whatever job I have is to make much of the Lord. And honestly, I'm at the point where I, I don't really care what, what job that looks like. I'm grateful to have a great job with a great company that does have, like, uh, Christian owners that, like, we make a priority for those things. But, man, like, if the Lord was like, hey, I want you to drop that and go work in Dallas, Texas, and like the heart of the oil and gas industry, which is like a dark mission field, like yeah, yeah. like I'm in mean, whatever that looks like, and I think that's what happens when you when you make such a priority on what you do that you forget about your main job, like uh, what's Colossians three twenty three, like whatever you do, work as the Lord, not for men. Yeah, like working for the Lord, I think looks a lot differently than a lot of people think it does. Yeah, I think 
you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to burn out if all you're doing in your life is what God is asking you to do. Mm -hmm. And if you're staying connected to that purpose and that mission, um, I mean, I've been in a place in my life where I feel like God gives me some really solid direction or he tells me something to do. And it's almost like, okay, God, you told me what to do now. I'm going to go do it. But while I'm going to do it, I'm going to stop listening to you and I'm going to stop like, you know, hearing your word or getting in the word. Cause I don't want to come back to you until the job is done. Just, yeah. You know, like, no, Hey, go do this. And then I go do it. And I come back and I'm like, what's next? And he's like, why did you stop listening to me? Yeah. You know? And so there's seasons of my life where I feel like God is like, yes, I want you to take this job. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, so I'll take this job. And now the rest is on me to like figure out the rest of my life. Cause God told me what to do. But you never know, you know, when the Lord is going to say, you know, it's time to move on or, Hey, look at that person. That's the one I want you to be investing with in relationship mm-hmm. or, Hey, this is an opportunity where you can share my word. And if you're not saying plugged into the Lord and listening to the Holy spirit, you're going to miss all of that. Mm-hmm. You're going to burn out wherever you're at. Even if you're working at a church for a ministry, you're making millions of dollars, like whatever yeah, it is, no, whatever it is, you're going to be in this place of not being content because um, you're working for yourself. Exactly. And I love this picture in uh, Psalm 23. It starts out, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. And I was really thinking about that verse and just thinking about all the times in my life where I've really been in want mm-hmm. and I've really been looking at other things to fulfill me. And I've been, well, I want that for my life. I want more money. I want a better job. I want a relationship. I want better friends or a better house or whatever it is. And those have been times where I have not been allowing the Lord to be my shepherd in my yeah. life. Like I haven't even been following him. And I know that sounds extreme because people don't want to talk about how one day you might be following the Lord and the mm-hmm. next day you just don't because yeah. you choose not to. Yeah, man. But there are plenty of days where I just wake up and I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with that, yeah. <laughs> you know? And how selfish can you be? Like that is just the epitome of pride and selfishness when you are just like, God, I have a better idea of, of what my life should look like than you. Mm. And you're not being led by the Lord and he's not your shepherd. So how can you expect to not be in want if God isn't your shepherd? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I just love thinking about that because then I think, and I've said this to people like, Oh man, I could be a garbage man just as long as I'm doing it with the Lord, you know? Yeah. Like whatever he asked me to be, like you said, go to this really dark place of, of work or, you know, a ministry field or whatever, you know, go to Haiti and do ministry there for the rest of your life. I mean, there's some dark stuff that goes on there. Yeah. And I've always said like, Oh, I don't feel called to missions, but that's something that like, I like international like missions trips, you know? Sure. Cause everybody's called a mission. Right. Exactly. Which is why I corrected myself. (laughs) Um, but that's also something where I'm like, God, you tell me to go to China and I'm, I'm going to China. You know, because I know that if you tell me to do something and I'm not doing it, I'm just going to live an unfulfilled life. And I'm constantly going to be a state of discontentment, burning out 
lack of focus, lack of drive, lack of passion. And then people are always looking at other things to try to fill those voids. And really the only thing that does is Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's great. And like we talked about before, like we did a podcast over God's will for your life. And like in scripture, like there's a whole outline of like how you should live. And when you stay within that boundary and we won't go, I'm not going to go into that because we're wrapping up, but yeah. um, go listen to that one. But I think then you know, a little passage that I would want to leave you guys with is in John 17, Man, this is Jesus talking to the Father before and before he's crucified. Um, it's written in red, so that means listen close. And it says, Lord, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So right there, like, we're unified in our doing. Like, the world can't deny, and like, the world can deny your faith. They can't deny what you say. They can deny that there's a God all they want, but they can't deny your fruit. Yeah. They can't deny, and it says like right here, like that you would that they would be unified as you and I are one. Like the heart of Jesus before he ascended into heaven was that we would be unified, and we're unified in our doing. And when you stop doing, and when you stop making that the priority in your life, you miss the point. Yeah. Like the world can tell you you're dumb all you want, but they can't deny the fruit of your life. That's just like that's how it works. Yeah. And I'm again, I'm not gonna read the rest of John 17, but that's a great passage. I'd encourage you guys to go really look into. It's like, man, what are the last things that Jesus says before he goes into heaven? That seems like it's probably something that's pretty important. Yeah. So, man, guys, like instead of going to church and sitting there and learning and going back to your job on Monday, like, man, get involved in your church, serve in your church, like find some way to invest and use your spiritual gifts. Serve serve at work, you know, like go out of your way to take out the trash. Yeah, absolutely. And man, I don't, there's just something that really lights something up in me when I'm talking with people who just have like regular jobs Mm -hmm. and they're talking about, you know, people that they have talked to, um, about Jesus, like at work, you know, Mm -hmm. where they're just talking or somebody had a really bad day and I just had an opportunity to pray with them or, you know, somebody, somebody I know, you know, is not a Christian, but they asked me to pray for them because, you know, somebody died in their family. Like it's stuff like that. When I hear people talking about that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that lights me up. You know, that, that just encourages me. And that's why it's so important that we are living our lives for the Lord because if you're just living for the weekend, living for the paycheck, living to get through the day, miserable, and then yeah, you get you check off the church box on on Sunday, and oh, I'm a good Christian. Then like, oh my gosh, where's your faith? <laughs> you know, like faith without works is dead. And going to church on Sunday is not a work. That that is not, <laughs> you know, that's not fruit in your life. That should be producing fruit in your life. Ideally, because you have a relationship with the Lord. Being a but, Christian or going to church doesn't make you a Christian, but yeah. being a Christian should make you want to go to church. Yeah, absolutely. So, and maybe this is a good time just to take some inventory of your life and say, what kind of fruit am I producing? Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if that's kind of a hard conversation to have with yourself, then maybe get with the Lord and say, God, what do you want me to be doing right now? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just a dead branch that's not attached to anything, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. anyways. Well, that's good. So, man, like we say, really, we like we really do love you guys, and we, yeah. and we want the best for you. And we truly do thank you for for listening to what we have to say. Well, really, what the word has to say is our heart behind it. So, man, get busy, use your gifts, pursue the Lord, get in the Word, and reach out if you have any questions. We love you guys a lot. All right, we'll see you in a few weeks.